Yes, Blockbuster Film School. This is Blockbuster Film School. Well, everybody, welcome in. It is, once again, Blockbuster Film School. You're here. You're ready. You've decided to change your life and become a better person through the power of the Blockbuster Film School. It is not a cult, I swear. You just need to pay us $75,000 per year in order to cross the bridge. All right, I'm Alex Bonner. I am one of your beloved professors here at the Blockbuster Film School, joined as always by your headmaster, Mr. Nicholas Souter. Yeah, cults have members. (laughs) We have a few members, including our main member, the main, main guy of our cult, the David Miskevich of the Blockbuster Film School, super producer Brian Tepps. Crowd noise. Ah, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I wish there was a recording of this to see how awkward Brian responds to audience noise. That's not even real. <laughs> it was like watching the Pope and Princess Diana become one person. He is in, in a, a goth, bull- like, pod. <laughs> he is in a bulletproof car right yeah. now. Well, everybody, we have a very special episode of Blockbuster Film School, something we want to do many of in the future. And it's a little different than our usual episodes. Don't worry. Dudley will not get molested by the guy at the bike shop. That's not happening. That's also a 40-year-old reference. Or the time that DJ started to smoke drugs on Full House. Or whatever special episode that you like of your sitcom. This is better than that. We're going to do a watch-along here at the Blockbuster Film School. And we've chosen a classic movie. A movie that we thought about. There's many, many things to talk about. And it's one of our favorite movies here at the yep. Blockbuster Film School. Maniac Cop 2. <laughs> That's coming. We could do that. We decided to go with one of the true classics of 90s cinema, a movie that changed a lot of stuff. We'll get into it as we're watching it. But it is a surprise breakout hit. It is called Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll hurl was, I believe, the tagline on the poster. So we're going to watch along Wayne's World. Here at the Blockbuster Film School, we are unfortunately having to give Bezos Prime our money. That's how we are watching it. If you have a Blu-ray or have some other way of watching it, that's fabulous. But in just a second, we are going to start the movie. So prepare yourself if you want to watch it on Prime. Uh, that We're going to hit play or get ready on your DVD player. I had a VHS copy of it as a child that had three previews. One of them was for Batman. One of them was a Pepsi commercial that had Michael Jackson in it. Nothing weird about that. Just <laughs> ignorant. And then there was one for a movie that never came out that was about kids who were in high school, and I forget what the hell the name of it was, but there was a weird grunge rock version of the Stones you don't always get what you want. I believe it's, <laughs> and it was a. I just remember that. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Anyway, so we're gonna start here. You ready, DJ Nick, aka Headmaster Nick, aka you know Nick Master Nine Thousand. You need to explain to people that the DJ Nick thing is from the trivia night because they don't know what you're talking about. You've never really <laughs> said why you started calling me DJ Nick. Well, me and Nick also run a really awesome trivia called ThrillHouseTrivia.com. 
And uh, if you ever want to play, we play every Thursday at eight on thrillhousetrivia.com, thrillhousetrivia.com, thrillhousetrivia.com. What was the website? Thrillhousetrivia.com. So if- We're talk about it the whole time if you can't edit it out. <laughs> also, this is the thing. Yes. If you hear me saying truly obnoxious things, just remember, Brian Tapps cannot edit the episode because otherwise- the run times will be different. Yes. So I plan on saying a bunch of controversial <laughs> things like I prefer RC to Pepsi or Coke. <laughs> you get the fuck out of here, Wait, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's well, threatening us. I He's threatening us with sound nerd stuff. Well, I think we should start. You ready? Yeah. You ready, uh, Super Producer Brian Tepps? Give him the thumbs up. Okay. Just give him the Pope wave. That's right. All right, team. We're going to start the show. I'm going to count down from three. And on one, not after one, on one, start your movie, and we will start our movie, and we will be synced up and aligned with our chakras. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, the Paramount logo. This Wayne's World version of the Paramount, sort of this very, very... Whimsical, a Paramount Communications company before they were bought by Viacom. Bastards. Oh, man. Even Lorne Michaels. Can I get a little bit more reverb in my headphones? Yeah, can I have some uh, some more synth in the monitor? Penelope Spears, Wayne's World, the logo. Yeah. Classic. This is an amazing way to open a film. <laughs> With uh, a Murray brother. This is the part where... Casher Troy shoots John Travolta in the chest <laughs> and kills his son. It really bases the whole relationship for those characters the rest of the movie. Well, also that it starts with Ione Sky's apartment in which you see her shaky's uniform. <laughs> they are very fast. Also, Rob Lowe does not age. Oh, he ages. Yeah, a little bit. Just not oh, badly. R.I.P. Empire guy. Yeah. Wherever they've put you in the Scientology <laughs> prison that you're in. Oh, no. They uh, cremated him, and they put all of his ashes a little bit into each carpet they sell. <laughs> also, I have to say, this is the highest grossing Saturday Night Live movie of all time by leaps and bounds. And for the people who are children, Wayne's World started as an SNL sketch. And, and it ended as a Uber Eats ad. <laughs> let's, let's not bring up things we can't take back. Crimes against humanity. But to immediately start the movie like this, where this weird guy comes, that, the, that all of a sudden that sketch you love expands into a universe just instantly, perfectly, and there's other characters you like. Also, the guy who has the, uh, the haircut thing, <laughs> Looks like the most like Polish Chicago guy I've ever seen. Absolutely. Also, the cameraman is a Deloise. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, would you let the guy give you a suck cut? I want to say yes, <laughs> just because he his teeth are fucked up in the same way mine are. <laughs> also, it's sucking my will to live. Is. <laughs> There's definitely a prototype of this where he stuck his penis in it without Absolutely. the grinding oh, teeth. Oh, 100%. Also, the fact that Ione Sky is here for just, for just one a moment, seat, just to be hot in bed for a second. <laughs> People watch this? 
Also, RIP to Dana Carvey's career. Uh, he's still around, man. People love his goofy stand-up he's specials. Amazing. He just he got sick for like 20 years. Yes. He didn't make anything except for Master Disguise. And the people were like, look, man, we're sorry. That's how it goes, bro. Also, J. Peter Robinson did the score to Cuisine as well. I quit. I'm out. <laughs> but he, did, uh, <laughs> he also did then all of the like SNL movies. He did all the music for that. Ooh, I wonder who Theo Van de Sand is. As, uh-oh. Oh. Move the pizza if you're going to No, fuck. actually, in the uncut version, the pizza slides between them. <laughs> it's a threesome, a yeah. pizza also, the other camera guy, he was part of the founding members of Second City. Yeah. And he was in Oz where he uh, got turned into J.K. Simmons' boyfriend while J.K. Simmons played a Nazi. I like you said boyfriend. Well. Also, written real quick, written by Mike Myers and the Turners, they would end up writing Third Rock from the Sun and that 70s show. Hmm. And they were SNL writers. And it makes a lot of sense. Also, this monologue, they steal immediately the Chicago John Hughes thing and are like, in Chicago, you could talk to the camera. <laughs> I like that the front window of his parents' house <laughs> looks like they're selling bowls out of a fucking hash uh, store. <laughs> but it also looks like the most suburban asshole house ever. I love it. The driveway is bigger than our apartment. Yeah. Sure. The most famous car in movies that AMC ever made. <laughs> the AMC Pacer, the Mirthmobile. <laughs> also, to all the young people right now, this scene reintroduced America to Queen and reminded them they were still alive. I love that Spheris comes up as her directed by when this begins. And also, this was entirely Penelope Spheris who wanted to make this. She had this idea. She had made a lot of like decline of Western civilization, her trilogy. Also, yeah. yes, Milwaukee yeah, also, Avenue. Aurora apparently <laughs> Sometimes Logan is Square. North Ave, is Wicker Park. <laughs> it's Berwyn. And it's also uh, Logan Square. Once or twice, it's actually Aurora, Illinois. <laughs> I look like Phil when I open on Sunday. <laughs> I had a very rough day. If you're going to spew, spew into this. Yeah. <laughs> He's so dark. <laughs> also, Penelope Spears wanted to make this scene to begin the movie. And apparently Mike Myers was a real prima donna about it. He didn't think it was funny. And then according to legend, Penelope Spheris' daughter was like kind of a Bridget Fonda in singles, sort of like a true grunge teenager. And she basically was literally like, you're being a prima donna. This shit is funny. And in the most Mike Myers way ever, he was like, because she said it, not because you said it, I'll do it. Apparently Mike Myers is a huge prima donna on set where yes. he would have some, also it's, the 
Pulaski Indians, yes. where I grew up, down the street on the south side. <laughs> also, Sketchatels is like fucking also way the shit out where Dave grew up. Yeah. Chicago Joe's is on fucking goddamn uh, Belmont or uh, White Castle's <laughs> Oak Park. Uh, White Castle's in Oak Park. Um, <laughs> no, apparently Mike Myers had somebody on set just always having a juice box and snacks oh, yeah. waiting for him. So when he freaked out, they'd have to walk over and just like put the straw in his mouth. Pretty much. <laughs> also, I love the, I love the through lines of this. Like immediately, just a little toss. Like the guitar is a thing. This is a plot thing. Just also, R.I.P. Car Kebab. For real. But yeah, that <laughs> Wayne Campbell, aka Mike Myers, is both amazingly talented, but a giant prima donna. Does not like. Does that? That's no. the character he plays. I know. <laughs> Nothing really matters. Also, in Charlotte, North Carolina, of all the places, the Paramount Park they had was called Carowinds. They're they're basically Great America. And after this movie came out, one of the entire regions of the park was called Wayne's World. And there was an there was a Stan Makita's Donuts that you could go to. The roller coaster was called the Hurler. They changed the whole thing around. This was such a big hit that at a Paramount Park they made an entire like basically region of the amusement park Wayne's World. And I thought this was going to be the world forever, <laughs> and it messed with me. And it clearly shows. Also, that they immediately mock cops at the very beginning. <laughs> Yeah, but then the cops help them in both movies, so. Sure. They're full of it. Well, they're also suburbanites, so. I know. <laughs> suburbanites who drive around every part of Chicago in the ni- 1992 they would not have gone to. <laughs> they're also kind of weirdly dorks. You never see them, like, drink or anything. I they're- mean, they're not weirdly dorks. They're yeah. just dorks. <laughs> That's why it works. The only time they order drinks, Garth orders a bowl, a punch bowl with a pineapple in oh, it. Oh, yes. Oh, well, we'll get to that. Also, Phil. Phil is hammered. Yeah. Also, Ed O'Neill is my favorite character oh. in this. The part later where he says, well, the world's a twisted place. That's the gif I use the most when I text people. The breaking of the fourth wall of this is so solid. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it. great. So true. It's called murder. <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever seen that before. The fourth wall being broken and then another character taking control of the movie and then the original protagonist being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Throwing the Scooby-Doo. <laughs> just for the... Just for the fake out ending. Yes. He serves no purpose in this movie at all. That's why it's, dude. <laughs> the dream woman. Uh, yes. The Tchaikovsky, Romeo and Juliet fucking piece of music. Like. So. <laughs> as Laura Floyd and Boyle shows up. Oh. I have to share this story real fast. Mm-hmm. We are old people. No offense, Brian. We're 900 years old. We are 900 years old. I worked with a busboy 
And I was like, are you equating Wayne's World? And he goes, what's a Wayne's World? Ugh. And it broke my fucking heart. And I explained it to him. He had no idea what I was talking about. I turned to the customer who's at the counter. I go, what are you having today? And she goes, what am I going to do with a gun rack? I don't, I don't even, even own, own a gun, let <laughs> alone <laughs> enough to, to need a rack. Oh, it does actually. Are you mental? Also, I have shown this movie to many younger people, including my younger siblings. And it is classic in that way, though, where it's not dated. Like, no, no, it's this is how everyone behaves in a way like, oh, your weird girl, your weird ex-girlfriend is here. Won't leave you. It's like (laughs) I don't even own. (laughs) He's drinking drinking the the jello. Yeah. (laughs) Jelly donut. Mike Myers at peak charm, peak dickhead, peak yeah. like the only time he's ever looked handsome. It's weird. Like, I mean, so I married an expert. I get it. But like, no, his haircut in that movie is terrible. He looks like a lesbian princess. I, I yeah. understand. Like he kind of always looks like a lesbian yes, princess, but that's this time it works. Yes. Also, the I wanted the gas works to be real. I want it because I saw this when I was a kid. Also, real fast, Meatloaf is an anti-vaxxer. Oh, fuck that. But he is great. He would do anything for love, but he won't get a shot. <laughs> Maybe that's what that song is about. They suck. <laughs> I love Meatloaf's look. I love Penelope Spheris' like look of all these people. It suburban oh. grunge. What I love about this shot is it's a little lower down. Yeah. Like she could have just made a really lame medium shot, mm-hmm. but just like that little bit of her, like standing by the curb with the camera. Yeah. And the tracking right here where you come in, like, like you're in Goodfellas or something, but it's. <laughs> Deloise in the background, chewing scenery. Tia Carey vocals for all of these songs. Like also Tia Carey, uh, still a Chicago in. Kind of a, a bummer on her career because this true lies like there was a moment where Tia Carey in the 90s was a B plus level movie star and then just kind of. I don't know. Ow. Ow. Also, I didn't realize how insane this movie was as a kid. Like. Who thinks of this shit? Who thinks of like <laughs> the Mission Impossible theme? He goes to the car to get a belt to electrocute someone. This is why their relationship, this is why their friendship works so well. Yeah. Because Wayne yes. is just an ego prima donna maniac where Garth is a low-level sociopath. <laughs> Somebody pushed him. Yes. He went up to the car and got a device he made at home and he's going to go fucking shock this guy so hard he's never going to produce sperm again in his life. Oh, well, this guy's dead. <laughs> also, he turns- looks like Brian May. Uh- <laughs> like Jock Brian May. You little dweeb. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> so good, though. It's like it's a such... James Bond weapon. I know, but it's. <laughs> Were you expecting that when the movie began? No. <laughs> also, like, shoot. Is, the other thing that ages the least well is that a crowd of like 
basically hot alt women are going to yeah. applaud the guy who showed up with a dangerous <laughs> weapon. <laughs> also, the guy who did Dreamweaver, his name's escaping me right now. He re-recorded the vocals for this. No shit. So that it would be like more ridiculous. <laughs> Solid bangs, solid movie bangs. I hate her hair in this. Oh man, strong disagree. I would see Crucial Taunt in concert. <laughs> Wear a mask. <laughs> if they're only going to play covers, I'm not going to go. They're called Crucial Taunt. How 90s is that shit? Like that's as 90s you can get. <laughs> they might as well have been called AOL Will Never Die. Yeah. Also, you know how bar fights go where it's two fucking uh, like poison roadies fucking just issuing fucking. <laughs> also, just casually in the background, the green giants going on stage. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Well, so I got electrocuted for a second. No big deal. No, I did like that the Jolly Green Giants are yeah. an actual band yeah. who are dressed like Jolly Green Giants. <laughs> the club owner's trying to dick me out of some money. <laughs> Rent parties? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I live with somebody who used to talk like that. Not as much fun as you think. Are you talking about me? No, I'm talking about the, <laughs> that coke that I live with in Pilsen. He's still wearing the electric belts. He's got a pain fetish too. Oh he's yeah. Oh, uh, it burns. I love it. The gym class rope. Also, the AMC pacer is perfect. It's so. Also, children, this is a reference to a commercial that is 40 years old now. Also, is one of those younger siblings you showed this movie to? It was the only part they didn't understand. Yeah. They were like, Was what? it Veronica, who's one of our Patreons? No, no, Veronica is... Uh, also, mention the Patreon right now. Uh, yes, we have a Patreon. And also, my sister Veronica is old enough to have enjoyed this movie in her actual childhood with us. My sister Dorothy was born in 1998, and oh, I showed it yeah, to her, mind. and I was like... But it was the only person she didn't get. She was like, like, oh, this is like a TV show. And it's like, it's classic, but what's Grey Poupon? I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> she was like, corporate dickheads. Cool guy rock and roll show. Also, oh, why is his name escaping me? Because his name's not important. Oh, but. <laughs> no, I love that guy. Him? Yeah. Yeah. He's the bad guy in No Holds Barred. Uh, he's such a great character actor. Hold on. He's a great actor, but... It's on very late. Oh, yeah, Ghostbusters 2. Oh, yeah, he's a shithead lawyer. <laughs> he's always a shithead lawyer or something. Except in this, I like that he's, like, secretly the good guy. Like, Yeah, he's the lovable loser. Kurt Fuller, yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Super Producer. 
which rolls off the tongue. <laughs> also, Rob Lowe's hair, like, it's so shiny, like, you can't look directly at it. He looks it's like Max Headroom. <laughs> also, if you're, uh, old, if you're a young person, don't even bother Googling it. <laughs> they broke into the ABC News yeah. in the 80s. Beauty part. Some fucking crazy Chicago shit. <laughs> this is ages of the worst. Top and tops. What? Brian Dolan Murray rapping. Oh, oh, but that's what it, 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 no, it was bad then. It was bad then. <laughs> it just got worse. <laughs> it's cool. It's hip. It's Noah's <laughs> The bad single button down by your crotch on 90 suits. Yeah, no, his suit's also not fitted. Oh, but he looks it, like David it's Byrne. 90s fitted. He looks like Steve Harvey. This part where he's like, she'll validate you. Yeah. Fucking amazing. <laughs> I love that more than anything in this movie. Of course you would. Amazing. <laughs> the old Illinois license plate. I also love that you see Phil sober. <laughs> also dope Motley Crue tie-dye shirt. I appreciate it. It's such a early 90s thing. It's like your one buddy works at like a, a fake Jiffy Lube and you. <laughs> oh, come on. Why don't you use a gun? <laughs> also, Mike Myers only wears that denim jacket in this one scene. I know. He looks like a normal fucking person. I, well, oh, man. <laughs> Tufts is losing his mind. I agree. Yeah. This. How did, they, how did they think so of this? Hard. It's so, and the stunt of it. <laughs> I think we should go. Cool. Also that Benjamin has a fancy GTO. Versus their AMC Pacer. Just little touches of... The, the, it's red. It looks like a cock. <laughs> Is there something wrong with your penis? <laughs> no, just that, like, even the little touches of, like, what type of cars people drive. Like, that most movies don't do these... They don't think about this sort of mizzen scene. And there's an actual... Oh, I know. And I don't remember this guy's name, but he's an old SNL writer, too. He's the lead actor in Overboard. (laughs) (laughs) Claudia Schiffer. (laughs) 
<laughs> I appreciate how nonsense all of this is. And then it does look like basements. <laughs> Like 30 year old, 12 year olds. Oh, <laughs> there he is again. Yes, just fucking wasted. <laughs> Phil, Phil, you need to fucking relax, bro. And we're clear. Well, yeah, it's like Thrill House trivia. <laughs> I don't know if I ever knew his last name. <laughs> oh, Russell. I love the douchey khaki jacket and Russell's super 90s tracksuit. <laughs> I wish this was a real bar. Once again, can't look at his hair. It's honestly blinding. Yeah, I don't know how they lit it. Same. Also, this may be the best Garth seed. He literally just goes through all these oscillating emotions. <laughs> it is sort of amazing watching, though, that three psychopaths just like. Like two of them are authentic psychopaths. Yes. And then yes. Benjamin's just a shit bag. He's a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> He's a thief. I appreciate when your characters are earnest. Oh, I know. And here is iconically Garth's drink. And TGI Fridays was created in that moment. Drop my pen. (laughs) Also, that the fourth wall follows both of them sometimes. Like. Shoots the scores. Also, whenever I look at a contract, I still do this. This damaged my brain. (laughs) I like what you did here. I'm not going to jail for you or anybody. So Dana Carvey based this entire character off of his brother, right? And I went to Columbia with his niece and she explained this to me. And then she started to do an impression of her dad that was like a version of Garth, but a very sort of real world version of Garth. And the idea that Dana Carvey is just doing his brother who kind of talks like this, um, what? also one of the great monologues ever given underneath a table yes (laughs) I think Garth only breaks the fourth wall to just like tell creepy stories and be weird whereas Wayne is just literally just it's another extension of his ego absolutely 
and the meta-ness of this whole movie, the entire insane meta-ness that they went with the entire postmodern element of punk, of comedy, of that we do what we want and there are no actual rules to how, particularly in comedy, this has to work. That we can, part of this is a storyline you're following about their show, but because it's their show, it's their movie, and they can do whatever the fuck they want, and they can change the rules of reality as they go. And because Wayne said she will be mine, like, you're like, well, <laughs> I guess that's going to happen. <laughs> Stacy. Also, every Stacy I've ever known or one that I dated was, uh, they're kind of weird. <laughs> this is the first time Russell's felt alive. <laughs> How much money do you think Dreamweaver made off of this dumbass? Thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> Remember live music? <laughs> it's a very old man. Vaguely. <laughs> also, those sideburns. Goddamn, pal. Also, his name is actually Terry. <laughs> of course it is. I didn't give him a name. Most of these people are old SNL people, which we should talk about a little bit, that, like, this was slapped together. Lauren Michaels put all of this together. It was such a popular th- sketch on SNL. And they were like, we'll put you know, $15 million into a movie for this. Fuck it. Maybe it'll make 30. People like this shit. It made $200 million. It actively competed with Batman. Like, it was a phenomenon. And it deserved it. It's it's amazing. It's The music's good in it. The shit is funny. It makes sense. They're playing with the concepts of how a movie can be made, how a comedy can be made. Rob Lowe has embraced his creepiness, which he should do more of. Yeah. Because him being the good guy always, I'm like, when's he going to get weird? Well, that's why I liked him on Parks and Rec, because I like to imagine he's a serial killer. And then he just is separating Rashida Jones from the pack. (laughs) And then he dumps her and she doesn't realize it. He's patient. They get together in the end. No, I know. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It's been off the air for 10 years. Also, him floating, the floating scenes. Wayne floats through the air. (laughs) And Stacy pops. (laughs) He just makes a face. When was the first time you saw Wayne's World, Nick? Pretty sure we rented it. Didn't see it in theaters. I also didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. I saw it 
definitely on VHS. I, I mean, I've seen it. it at the Logan since. Yes. But I've not seen it in theaters. Brian Tepsot in theaters. Ooh. Too bad he doesn't have a microphone to say it. I was jealous. I was very jealous. I, I asked for it for my birthday. It was like back when VHSs cost like $40 or something. Hey, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. <laughs> so apparently Penelope Spheris and Mike Myers literally didn't get along kind of at all. I buy well, that. So much so that he blocked her from being part of the sequel, which is so strange because particularly a lot of this stuff, Mike Myers didn't want to do it. She came up with this scene, wrote this scene, and it's kind of poetic and beautiful in a weird nonsense way. This movie needs this. He needs to yes. come across more human and natural. And... <laughs> This is part of my big problem with him. Hmm. I was like, I'm not going to go on a tirade. Sure. But he didn't want to do the Bohemian Rhapsody scene, right? No. And then years later, like 30 years later, he's in Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> and he makes reference to kids singing along to Queen in a car while they're driving around. He mentions his own movie. Yeah. And it comes across like, wink, wink, I made that scene. <laughs> it's like, no, you were in that scene. Yes. Against your will. And I agree with that. There's weird stuff about, as much as I love Mike Myers, he, for instance, created the Wayne character when he was at Second City, right? And then when he came to SNL, he wanted to do it. And Lorne Michaels was like, well, I think you should team up with somebody else on cast because just you doing this as a monologue is very kids in the hall. And I have an entire show for that full of you Canadians if you want to do that. (laughs) Yes. Also a solid gag of (laughs) Psycho Hose Beast. The sub. Also Tia Carey is amazing in this movie. But the fact that he didn't want Dana Carvey involved, but then once it got going, him and Dana Carvey became partners in crime on it, you know? So there is an entire story of how Michael, Michael Myers, Mike Myers, career has always been him being like, this is a bad idea. And then someone's like, it's a good idea. And he'd be like, fine, I'll do what I guess. And those are his most successful fucking things. And then he begrudging and or then later is like, oh, you know what? Now, in retrospect, I agree entirely. Yeah. Like. Which is a very passive aggressive. Also, this scene, which this I seems amazing. This is amazing. It is also the last scene they filmed. This is the very last scene that they filmed. What I do know is the part where he starts laughing. Mm. Dana Carvey said something so fucking dirty and perverted. They will never show it to people. Right. But that's the only reason he's laughing during that. True. And that it was part of why Mike Myers agreed because they wanted to bring other people like Phil Hartman or something. He was like, no. And that Carvey got it because his brother Brad, I should say, was the one that he was like, oh, no, I know this character. She's magically babelicious. 
Also, this scene is entirely improvised, which yeah. iconic. this he came up with this <laughs> also when I saw Tom Petty in concert I had yeah. one ticket to some in the front row people were like how was it I was like it was good he looked like Bugs Bunny in a dress if you ever get a chance to see Oh, if you're a chance to see Tom Petty in concert, um, you need a fucking time machine. <laughs> All right, somebody R- cut me off. RIP. RIP. Also, O'Hare Airport. Also, pre 9 11. Also, little thing I want to toss out. So, the waitress at Stan Makita's Donuts, Robin Ruzan, was married to Mike Myers from 1993 to 2006. That was his wife. She's a babe. She's a babe. Also, you ever noticed that Mike Myers' makeup in this is a little weird? I love this scene. You don't say two or one. <laughs> this is the only part of the movie I don't buy. Why? Because he's he no. Garth <laughs> Garth's wearing a Van Hagar shirt. I know, but I love. He wouldn't do it. These shirts are so good, though. He's DLR DLR the whole way. <laughs> the haiku, though, but. Also, these improv scenes, normally when you improv scenes, they don't work. And then meanwhile, (laughs) our landing gear is down. It's like. (laughs) Also, Kurt Fuller, like being able to. (laughs) So he's like somebody trying to wrangle drunk cats. Dude. The blue screen. Oh, man. (laughs) Guys. His makeup is weird. Oh. So is that yellow shirt Dinosaur Jr.? What is that shirt? I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is us doing Blockbuster Film School. Pretty much. <laughs> Garth has way more enthusiasm than I do, though. <laughs> Garth doesn't need an edible to get out of bed. <laughs> Dude. Because kids, kids gets this. 
Remember when this was for ki- like teenagers and now we're all 40 years old? Yeah, teenagers don't give a shit about this. <laughs> like, what's wrong with these idiots? Yeah. It's called rebellion, children. You're rebellious against the corporate overlords. They're not cool. You think they suck. That's the idea. I mean, Delaware. <laughs> Also, who is she? Why can't I? She's famous. I know. Her name is like Connie something. She's fake Amy Adams. I can't. She's like Amy Adams if she didn't study acting. (laughs) It's like she just went to improv classes. Like, you know what? Why don't you be in this scene? (laughs) Colleen Camp. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a different. She's in the Brady Bunch movie. That's right. Oh, man. It's like me talking to any of my uncles. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> it's me. It's my favorite joke in the movie, by the way, right here. Oh, yes. Deloise. Do I frighten you? Do you want me to? <laughs> it's the best. It's- also, Deloise, that gif of him, his head popping in, and Encino oh, Man. Oh, yeah, Encino Man. A secret 90s comedic presence. Also, this is the beauty of this film. It's not, not the rap. No, I'm not talking about the rap. <laughs> let's never, let's Jesus not mention Christ. the rap. It's, it's a nightmare. The beauty of this movie is... When I was a teenager, or younger, the jokes in this that I love were the obvious ones. Yeah. The older you get, the more you get. Yes. And the deeper it goes Mm. and the funnier certain things become and the more you're pulled towards those as you change. Agreed. Your wife's a babe. So it's like (laughs) (laughs) this movie. Also Garth's house. Garth is. (laughs) Out of nowhere. And he's at Lassie dressed in the same fucking PJs. (laughs) His dog is him. Yeah. No, I agree with what you're saying, though. I That it truly is one of those comedies and one of those films that put its finger on a pulse that was even deeper than its time period. It genuinely connected into the entire yeah. idea of how comedies could be reconstructed. And I think getting Spheris to direct it was perfect, that she had come from, like, rock and roll documentaries they're dressed in full Blackhawks regalia. Garth looks like he's about to rob an armored truck with Robert De Niro and heat. It's also, insane. Yes. I miss the old Chicago too of someone flying by on your side street. Like he humps everywhere trying to save children's lives. We're all dead. Anyways, the only other movie that did that for me was um, Beetlejuice. Cause there's a joke in there. It's, it's a hilarious movie, but, I'm Italian. I might have mentioned this before in the episodes, but there's a joke in there where Juno, the caseworker, is like, doesn't seem that bad here. Nice and quiet. You should think God shouldn't die in Italy. That was not as funny to me when I was a kid. No. When I got older, it was the best joke in the movie. <laughs> also, the, oh my God, this, that minivan. This joke coming up with Stacy, with Laura Flynn Boyle, that I laughed at as a kid because it's cartoony, but then also, hi. <laughs> uh, uh, 
that she flew over a Trans Am. <laughs> Supposedly, she did the same thing, but it was Jack Nicholson's French fry pile. <laughs> she fell off a of Jack Nicholson's boat. Also, this scene. This scene's insane. This is absolutely Lord Michaels and Dana Carvey coming up with this and the, the Turners. Like, that. this is, we need a funny scene to connect this. Yeah, Garth has the original <laughs> GoPro attached to his fucking head <laughs> running on film while he's constructing a fake arm and this animatronic. And then he, it starts moving on its own. He's literally Frankenstein's monster in this scene. And when it comes to life, he kills it <laughs> for being too good. This is insane. Also, just... <laughs> Benjamin dressed up like a Nazi. He looks the like the worst shirt. version of David Bowie. <laughs> Look at him. He's created life and he's upset with it. His glasses fell off. We fear change. These sound cues. Also, clearly Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> We're in Chicago. Same, yeah, that's the same place that fucking uh, Axel Foley drove down. <laughs> They're in Beverly Hills. Get over it. But then what's funny is they have shots of 94 and Milwaukee. Yeah. It's, it's so bizarre. Like, oh, the moment as a child where I was like, he has a CD player in his car. I know. <laughs> that prick. <laughs> what a rich, what a... What a This also blew my mind when they're doing Hey Mickey, You're So Fine because up until this point in my life, I had never heard that song outside a pop-up video. <laughs> For you super old here folks come, who had cable. Here comes your favorite band. That's Flea. <laughs> Brian, take over. I can't, I can't deal with the chili peppers. My hands started hurting. At least this is back when they like were like wearing their underwear on stage. This scene where he finally buys Defender, <laughs> Defender slash I'm doing the Excalibur, Excalibur. <laughs> oh yeah, Danny yeah. Carvey definitely plays the drums in the scene. Also, the stairway joke they couldn't do it all the way because when they he couldn't afford the rights, they couldn't afford the rights. Not to- only that is because up until Almost Famous, Led Zeppelin did not license other music Hell for no. anything. They're rich as shit. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. <laughs> and then it was like, Cameron Crowe's like, you guys can make some money. Uh, plus also, I me. know some of your I secrets. Up, yeah, I covered <laughs> up that child murder you did. <laughs> also, before we get to the part where he plays drums, children, there was a moment in time where people didn't hate you too. And they were on MTV <laughs> when MTV played music. And Dana Carvey played drums for them via satellite. YouTube that. It's amazing. Because Dana Carvey's a great fucking drummer. Absolutely. They created this entire scene for this. Yeah. And the fact that, like... (laughs) It was close to a stairway. It was close. close. Her earrings. But that sphere is connected into so much of the rock and roll stuff and literally made this into a music movie. Yeah. Way more... That's why the second movie doesn't work. Exactly. Exactly. It's true. This is iconic. Oh, I love it. 
Dana Carvey's the real hero of this movie. Gr- oh, absolutely. And the great breaking of the fourth wall on this too. Also Kurt Fuller, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I like to play. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Also, this too, cutting back to that sometimes they use cartoony stuff, but not all the time, just, but ever so often. Cash? Hey, there's Chicago. Oh Look God. at that. Hey, Maria Towers. Look, oh, God, you get Italian that Wilco album. Stuff in your mouth. Pink polo shirt. How are they dressed? Look at these. Yeah. <laughs> these two assholes. Not. Excuse me. He's turning to the dark side. I, just solid, right? And this scene. This scene. This, this scene made me weird my entire life. Yeah. That you realized that they had to have corporate sponsors in the movie. There are corporate sponsors that Paramount was like, we want some of these products in the movie. So they had an entire scene where they, on purpose... Gave them shit. And it was the best Pizza Hut commercial of all time. Yeah. (laughs) I want the old Doritos bags back. (laughs) I like the old Doritos letters. Look like they were trying to, looks like a kidnapping letter. Like a ransom letter. (laughs) This, they cut to him wearing, also this is a great Halloween costume. Where it just... (laughs) Do things because get paid. <laughs> also, this one too. Little yellow, different. Here's a commercial that doesn't make any sense anymore. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then New Generation's giving fucking protest cops Pepsis. <laughs> Why is Mike Myers so good at doing fake commercials? Because he is full of shit. <laughs> it's why it's perfect, though. Yeah. He's Wayne. Oh, oh this is my favorite part yes. of the movie. Ed O'Neill has his tie tucked in to his apron. <laughs> Despite watching Married with Children for fucking like five years before this came out, I didn't realize Ed O'Neill could act until I saw this movie. <laughs> the world's a twisted place. I say that all the time. Yeah. Also, the, the pumpkins. Somebody once told me that if you owned Gish, mm. that made you automatically cool. I kind of And agree. then he sold it to me for $5. <laughs> also, what's with their neck? <laughs> Who's neck? <laughs> the dream girl for a second. Her neck gets all weird. 
movies. This is so, still good advice. Agreed. The philosophies in this movie are yeah. solid. It's all immature. Yeah. But it works still as you get older. It's true. Talk to her. Talk to her. Talk to her. Also saying talk to her. <laughs> I like that it's in this fantasy. Phil is so blackout drunk. <laughs> and that it's Hendrix. And that <laughs> this is. This is his fantasy. This element that this is his sexual fantasy. Supposedly, and I didn't get to see this, but like when they showed this on opening night, the crowd like lost their minds when this scene occurred. Which also I'm sure Mike Myers hated because because it draws attention away from him. Agreed. And the fact that, like, as much as Wayne is the funniest part, it's like little comedic pieces. Yeah. Carvey has the big mega laugh playing the drums, doing this. They don't always pop up, but when they do, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> yeah. Talk about fucking buy wife energy. <laughs> Dana Carvey. Oh, is- my God. One of the funniest lesbians I've ever seen. <laughs> this is all Penelope Spears. Absolutely. This scene is way too cute, funny, and actually genuinely romantic to be agreed. Anything other than her. Her apartment was still iconic to me. Yeah. My entire life. This movie made me. Unrealistic about what I could afford as a person. Also, this semi-monologue, carbohydrate sequent jumpsuit. <laughs> also, this is the only scene he doesn't have his hat on. It's true. It's disturbing. <laughs> I fucking hate it. He looks like one of the Bay Bonus. City rollers. He oh, needs his hat. That's what he's going for, though. I this- don't like it, though. <laughs> Who's Anthony? Look at My him. drama. This is the best Mike Myers scene, though. Like, <laughs> he needs so much attention. <laughs> he puts the bra on, though, and then immediately goes into Marilyn Monroe. That's <laughs> 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 I'm going to break the fourth wall. I'm going to address the audience right now. Yes. If you're not as drunk as we are right now, you need to pause it. I've never drank alcohol before. And do two shots and get a drink. (laughs) It's the proper way to watch Wayne's World. Yeah. Gratuitous sex scene. Also, the break of the fourth wall with titles. I don't think I'd ever seen it before in my life. Also, whatever shitty library, shitty River North building this is. I got caught smoking weed outside. Is that fucking Jeff Buckley? Huh? That's Jeff Buckley. Yeah, I never noticed that. (laughs) Me either. R.I.P. No, it's not, motherfucker. Solid line. Also a solid line just to, st- whenever you go into a fancy place, 
This is definitely the type of place I'm going to get when I move out of my parents' house is choice. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a green screen when I was a child, but I do now. That is clearly green. I screen. know, I know. Never trust a man in a linen shirt. <laughs> With pleated khakis. Yeah, he looks like a dick. So, f- same thing. F- following Garth with the fourth wall. <laughs> Fully functioning Babe Lair. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about the difference you do with them is that the only one who's aware of what's going on is Garth. Yeah. Where... Wayne can't see beyond his own ego where it's like, I got the girl. I got the show. Life is perfect. And then Garth is paranoid of everybody because he's got heads in the freezer and bodies in the wall. (laughs) The talking dog. Yeah. (laughs) Untrue. (laughs) This. I love that he's such a creeper, too. I know. He goes through all this stuff. Ribbed for her pleasure. Ew. <laughs> also this. <laughs> By feeble. <laughs> it's so stupid. He's aware, but he's still a jackass. It works so well that he. Also that he knows that something is up. Reads that. But doesn't get doesn't it. Doesn't get no. it. Ew. Because Garth is all raw the whole way. (laughs) Garth is a virgin. Until he has sex with Heather Locklear. (laughs) Kim Basinger. Is it Kim? (laughs) Kim Basinger. You're in a field with Heather. With Heather. Yeah. That's, I get it. Also, the Alice Cooper stuff. Alice Cooper thing is amazing. That he was just supposed to perform, right? And then, because he's Alice Cooper kind of hung out with them and he was like basically came up with his own scene. And I That's perfect. I love the fact that Alice Cooper was like, "No, you guys should hang out with me and talk about some of the stuff I like to talk about." And it genuinely was weird shit like that. Also that phone. It's Gigantic. It is the size. It's made out of wood. It's an actual brick. Is there something disconcerting to you guys about uh, Rob Lowe speaking Cantonese? I don't. Yeah. (laughs) He called it the Orient. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Shout out to my buddy's band, Vince's band, Kowloon Bay. Like, nice. just as a reference to this, like, there it is. Old school 90 right there. Shout out to my buddy's band, Crotochrome. Yes. Death will tear us apart. <laughs> Gotta go to the Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Fucking ballads are terrible. Agreed. Stop that shit. (laughs) Yeah, but 
Oh, come on. Ballads are fabulous. Go to your mind. I'm sorry. Forgot every rose has its thorn. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot of. <laughs> I know. This is the, this is why I totally read 1979 drink more. of the pumpkins, though. It's like, not a ballad. That's a nostalgia song. Okay. Okay. All right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Wild horses. I don't know. Like uh, the stones or atmosphere? The stones. I think atmosphere is one better. I mean, they're, yeah. Like, yeah. Stones only work in Wes Anderson movies. Well, and also... And Scorsese. Scorsese and Wes Anderson. Otherwise, it's also, trash. The Stones' best ballads are when they're kind of nasty, like Miss You. Like, yeah. I've been walking Central Park. After, after dark. dark. People think I'm crazy. It's not a ballad. It's a slower, horny song. <laughs> We're going to make it. Also, them doing this. Yeah. Them doing... We can't even bring it up. Like, young people I, won't even know this. They won't even know what Laverne and Shirley is. But... R.I.P. Penny Marshall. R.I.P. <laughs> These kids are in a league of their own. Anyone riding on a forklift, though? Also, I didn't know who Alice Cooper was. This exposed me to this. I think I, I knew who Alice Cooper was. Be my Frankenstein. Yeah. I had cable, though. I, I knew who Alice Cooper was. <laughs> Look at him. 110 pounds of, <laughs> I'm going to be sober till I'm a millionaire. Till I'm a billionaire. I thought you were going to say 110 years old. He is 110 <laughs> years old. That's the crazy thing. He's like 70. He's still going out there before me. 18. Yes. I'm 18. <laughs> 90 years ago. Man, but I don't want pizza. What? Yeah. <laughs> However, it is the most iconic scene in the entire movie after the music performance. Yeah. When they. <laughs> Which is how people will behave after COVID when they have their their COVID vaccination and they have it on a lanyard and they're yeah. just showing it to everyone. Is this cool? Is this cool? <laughs> That's my entire Tinder profile, by the way, is my just my two shot thing. <laughs> I'm glad they chose this song too, that they didn't go with the more iconic Alice Cooper stuff. They went with also Alice Cooper sings into the camera. Yeah, he breaks the fourth wall too. He is. He's a shitty '90s guitar players in those shirts. Alice Cooper didn't give a shit. No, he was. He read the lines they gave him. He's like, I'm not doing that. That's lame. I'm gonna come up. He came up with this scene. This scene is iconic as for also. R.I.P. here. One of the great comedic heroes of American culture. Stealing the movie a little bit. Nick, do you like Chris Farley? I do. I don't like his movies. <gasps> also, oh, I'm sorry. The Turners, Am I supposed to like more than Tommy Boy? I was about, all I was going to say was that the Turners who wrote this movie basically wrote Tommy Boy. Yeah. 
and you are hitting on he he steals some bad movies. He does. He steals. Uh, he's the best part of the sequel to this. Billy Madison. Oh, he's the best part of the sequel to this. Yeah, you are correct. But of I mean, his I don't vehicles. Have, yeah, mm. I don't have any Beverly Hills Ninja T-shirts. <laughs> no, it does. Although there is some funny stuff. The, okay. The iconic scene where Bill and <laughs> Bill and Ted, Wayne and Garth, come to. How stinky and sweaty is that leather? <laughs> Alice, change your clothes. <laughs> Algonquin is great for the Grand Land. I. I Alice Cooper came up with this entire scene. Yeah. Which is hilarious because the best thing came up in the 90s and he released like 12 albums. But I love that as I become older and am a nerd like this, this is some shit I would like to talk about. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Milwaukee might also be our only major city that's named after Chicago and Milwaukee are the only ones named after Algonquin words, Native American words. With Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper puts his hand out. Yeah. Also, the older I get, the less I like that Wayne is wearing a Wayne's old hat. <laughs> I just sort of wish she was wearing a black hat. <laughs> Got to rep the show, baby. I know. That's but why I still. wear the Blockbuster Film School hat nonstop. I'm wearing a Blockbuster Film School 10-gallon cowboy hat every day, all day. Brian, this is what I was talking to you about you last time we recorded. <laughs> I'm afraid of Alex. <laughs> also... Russell's polos are so choice of <laughs> his pants are so fucking high. I know, but you remember nineties dads who were cool, but their wives had started to dress them and they were kind of repressed and they were like, I wish I was cool. They literally tapped into that character. I mean, yeah. Vaguely. <laughs> I remember it. Um, I don't really remember. The okay, 90s. my dad. <laughs> my dad's worn flannels every day of his life, even when it's like ninety degrees out. I love my dad, but there was a time period where he started to dress classy, and I was like, "Look at this clown!" That clown pays for our fucking I know, TV he does. show. He does. That's the Algar. Yeah. Also, the total cutoff shirts. I like how Terry stands completely sideways and his fingers are right by his dick. <laughs> also, the lesson that I learned that corporations will steal your fucking business and turn it into trash. That that was the point of this movie. <laughs> or maybe it's better production value. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, 
You've seen my poser shows. I don't believe in production value. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Sphincter Boy is a solid, just. Sphincter Boy is the name of my Scottish ska band. (laughs) (laughs) Bestiality jokes. She has a bow in her hair. That's (laughs) really. It is funny that Conan O'Brien made an entire, basically his version of Johnny Carson based on this, that he then took that I should just make, and then Eric Andre would actually truly make it. I mean, yeah, but you're not giving Eric Andre's drugs enough credit. (laughs) There is no way that Eric Andre was not influenced by Wayne's World. He was. I feel like it's more Tom Green. Tom Green? Tom Green was more influenced by Wayne's World. His need to see the world collapse. The fact that Wayne would literally ruin everything just so that it would be funny and insane. Yeah, but these guys haven't ruined anything. No, they... They would get fired from their show, their own show because of comedy purity that they would. <laughs> and Garth, I like that everyone's terrified. <laughs> the many screens of Garth. <laughs> it's a solid game. He steals the movie. He's Garth. That's why Mike Myers is mad. You ever see that scene in Skaters of that dude that <laughs> blew up? And then Tia Carey's just hanging out in a robe. Also hanging out in a robe. <laughs> it's because Mike Myers has never taken a shower. <laughs> Nick, you know how you hang out in a robe all the time? I shower with my clothes on. <laughs> At least you're cut off jean shorts. No, I'm not a never nude. <laughs> it's I'm just a more, sometimes nude. It's more of just a stepping into the pool, like, and now is when this happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this. When you're at the beach, you don't want people to mess with you. Just walk into the ocean wearing all of your clothes. That's what Brian Tepps does all people, the time. People are like, uh. Oh, man. This too. The end of the second act, the breakup scene amongst best friends. Until the handle breaks off. (laughs) Gimp. (laughs) The references. Uh, Yeah, Benjamin wants to bang your girlfriend. Yeah. 
Everybody wants to bang your girlfriend. Oh my god! Everyone. Also, why this worked? If Tia Carey is not here, we have to give her props. If Tia Carey is not the coolest rock and roll grunge girlfriend in any movie ever, then what is the point of trying to attain these things? Like, do us your show. <laughs> Kiss your mother with that mouth. <laughs> Dana Carvey screaming. <laughs> I'm gone. It's basically how my last breakup was. I was about to say, or anytime me and you get mad at each other. <laughs> I just go to bed. Also, Dutch door action. I don't even know what that is, but it's such a great line. <laughs> First yeah. he screws me, then he screws you. It's Dutch door action. This is the thing that I hate about this scene, besides the fact that Mike Myers is being a total shitbag. Mm. They're playing her bell in the yeah. background, and you don't know if it's diegetic. Why do you want to break my heart, Nick? Because <sighs> <laughs> I'm just here to is watch it? the world burn. <laughs> Also, out of everything in her bedroom, she had a pet cemetery poster. Hell yeah. No one in the world has ever had a pet cemetery poster On except for Cassandra. Cool girls. The coolest girl ever. Pet cemetery sucks. It's a movie about bad parenting. <laughs> that kid getting it's hit by that scary. truck is hilarious. It's hilarious. And he grew up to be a shithead. Also, I love this. That Wayne is positive. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. All right. That even the audience is about to leave. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only thing he f- truly fears losing. Also, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill's pl- the best. Plus him murdering Donut Man. That's not good. I'm not happy. <laughs> I like that they made a human centipede out of the fucking uh, <laughs> Long Johns. <laughs> I- <laughs> Once again. Like before we made the hand, he's Dr. Frankenstein. Mm. He's created life. He must end it. (laughs) There is a through line. He is. Yeah. It's like how George Blues, like the patriarch thinks puppets are real. Yeah. When he's in the attic with the dolls, he thinks they're real. When Job has the puppet Franklin who talks to him, he thinks it's real. Like (laughs) Koharski. He called it a program. All right. There, someone here was from Chicago. <laughs> Suppose. <laughs> also, that Dave Lugo is this guy. No one knows that reference, but. <laughs> no. Dave doesn't listen, so it doesn't make any difference to him either. <laughs> he secretly listens. He definitely does. There's no way he doesn't secretly listen all the time. 
I wonder if there's something on here right now. Mm-hmm. Dave, if you hear this, call oh, I me. I will personally give you a bottle of booze and a gram of weed. <laughs> Agreed. If you can tell me what's happening in this episode that you're listening to. Why does it say Stan Makita's on the other side of the... Let's not think about that. fucking sense. Oh. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> Garth's... Garth's psychotic. <laughs> I know. I'm realizing more now that you mention it, like, that Garth is a complete lunatic. Oh, he's nuts. But, but he's he's weird and funny and charming. But that's also... He's the Igor. Yeah. Like... He's smarter than Dr. Frankenstein, but has no social skills. So he has to have Dr. Frankenstein. No, it's it's Dr. Frankenstein and then Wayne's the monster. <laughs> Wayne is a monster. That's what it is. Because he, he tucks didn't his have, shirt in it's, with it's no like, belt. It's like how you set it up before. It was just him doing monologues. They gave him Garth yes. so that he would have someone else to mess off of with. And then he became the monster that is Wayne's world and Garth regrets it every day. He doesn't regret it. This is the only monster and the only life he can't control. That's why he goes around (laughs) killing everything else he creates because he created this motherfucker who's not afraid of fire. This is a theory. This is a theory. This is the official theory. (laughs) Stop the recording. Turn off the movie. It's over. Can you throw in a sound effect of somebody throwing like headphones on the floor? Because I'm using these really cheap ones. They're not going to make a noise. Will help. I appreciate that there's so much meta and craziness and good writing that even that theory that you just posited could be true. Yeah. All of this is real. And also, there's this coming up. And that they they made fun of a Pearl Jam video that no one remembers that apparently was super expensive and had like a jungle scene, just a little side little reference. This is a nothing joke in a way to everyone, but it, it at least in like 1992, there was a little bit of a Pearl Jam made a dumb jungle video that apparently cost a shitload of money and was dumb as shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. You lost me at Pearl Jam. <laughs> Eddie Vedder has sounded like he's had a puppy in his larynx for the last 50 years. I also appreciate that everyone else in her band is like 45-year-old dudes. Yeah, because they only got a hot lead singer. I mean, you do what you got to do, man. (laughs) This is also that one Britney Spears video. Also, Tia Carey has some of the best fucking jokes in this movie, okay? like, And yes. Don't worry. Is it Robert Patrick or Patrick? It's Kirk? Robert Patrick. It, Robert, don't worry. Robert Patrick is in this movie. And luckily, this was also a classic film. So this, this doesn't age weird. No. What ages weird is the guy in Filter, who's his brother. <laughs> seen this boy (laughs) 
zoom in. Lord Michaels was like, you know what's funny? Zoom ins. Hey, do you know what's funny? Zoom ins. Lauren, do you want me to do a zoom in? I'm just saying, you know what's funny? Zoom ins. Lauren, are you okay? I'm fine. There's no film in this camera. <laughs> also, Penelope Service. <laughs> also, Mike Myers is kind of the man, okay? Like, I'm Oscar Cliff. I mind big time. <laughs> I use the I never learned to read line nonstop. Mike Myers said that he wrote backwards from this scene. That he that had this idea of how to tell a girl that he loved him. And it said Oscar clip underneath it. And that he wrote most of the movie backwards from there. <laughs> this is also this entire clip is Austin Powers. This is the most Mike Myers written scene where like he says something and then a gag happens. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, I don't have any penis pump. (laughs) (laughs) And then where's your band? Hey, Wayne. Hey, hey. All the film keeps coming out. <laughs> it's the most awesome powers. He would then have him as the young, like number two in Austin powers too. We knew we got shit. I also maybe have a clicking sound sometimes. <laughs> Cruising off in an AMC pacer. I don't have the clicking noise when I eat because I just don't dislocate my jaw. <laughs> you just swallow it whole. It's like a, I eat like a duck. Lakeshore. This also. Now, this is the Dana Carvey, and these are the Lorne Michaels scenes. My keys. <laughs> so stupid. He created a monster. He doesn't have he doesn't know how to do physical things. <laughs> I love it. They steal things from, (laughs) but this true Russell has a flashlight (laughs) and another amazing Mm tracksuit. It's my favorite scene. Russell, I'm supposed to stop you. (laughs) Benjamin's monkey. (laughs) Benjamin's no one's friend. Pralines 
and, and dick. dick. <laughs> What's the censored version? Jamocha almond idiot. <laughs> He's gonna be okay. I love it. He's one of them now. He was always secretly yeah. a rock and roll dude wearing the tracksuits. He just got roped into Benjamin in the corporate world. I love it, man. City of Lights. Aurora, Illinois. Just say thank you. <laughs> Blocking is nice right here. Yeah. Also cleaning out the 88s. <laughs> Just tossing a car stunt in that's super easy, but kind of hilarious. It's, the stunts are Stacy falling over a car, Stacy falling through a, a fucking, like a skylight onto a couch, and them smashing through an 88s. Those were their three actual stunts. And that cop sticking his hand up Rob Lowe's ass. Well, that actually happened. And yeah. Rob, they cut out the part where Rob Lowe's like, deeper, deeper and deeper, deeper. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, Pineway, Rory, Illinois. Also, that this is the ending. It ends with the best musical number. It ends with Sweet. Was Cassandra playing Sweet? But it doesn't end with that because it's yeah. the best ending of any comedy ever. Also, I, did, I don't know how I didn't notice this before, but I really don't like that he introduced them as Cassandra and Crucial Taunt. Hell yeah. No, I don't like that. You don't? No, they're Crucial Taunt. It's not. Oh, shit. Who's the blonde chick from uh, No Doubt? It's not Gwen Stefani in No Doubt. It is now. Well, now it's just Gwen Stefani. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those other guys and the bass player with the giant dick, nobody cares about them anymore. Yep. <laughs> Who's the star of this band? <laughs> you know your favorite member of Crucial Taunt that's not Cassandra? Yeah, Warren. <laughs> then... Who's Michael? Who's Michael? My drama. <laughs> I do. Okay. Fourth stunt. They cut off a truck and flip a fucking limo. That's pretty dope. They Tokyo drifted a limo. <laughs> it's a big old base. Also, that they pull off the whole thing. They pull it off and it still fails <laughs> is the best, the best sort of that that's the first ending. And then they have to use magic as sorcerers <laughs> to change it around <laughs> because it didn't fucking work. <laughs> the Chicago grunge nihilism of this movie. Of course it didn't work, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Those hoop earrings deserve their own movie. No, they don't. <laughs> Strong they deserve movie. their own, like, QVC moment. 
Boom. Also, her outfit should be cosplayed more often. Where the fucking giant white base, entire like lace outfit, Frankie Sharp. <laughs> I'm going to get killed in Goodfellas at one point. <laughs> Garth starts crying. <laughs> Dave, I'm pregnant. Not cool, man. <laughs> He's not going to listen anyways. It doesn't matter. The Dave, I'm pregnant joke has been around for way longer. <laughs> the fire starts. And he's <laughs> <laughs> both. Like that turns into the burbs at the end. I know. Why, God? <laughs> Said Cassandra's into Benjamin on a Hawaiian island. It's fucking astroturf. <laughs> Was um, <laughs> and this is the future. This is the future of comedy. This fucking nonsense is Adult Swim. It's all. It's no one had ever done this. No one had ever just been like, there are no rules. Just do the funniest shit you can think of. They appear. <laughs> the skipping, which they had hinted at, which yeah. is like. When they pull Benjamin's face off and it's the old guy from the fucking Stan Makita's donuts. I, as a kid, I started crying. I couldn't believe, like, that's impossible that they. (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid kids, they're fucking 30. I think we should all do the mega happy ending. It's not going to happen. Nah, man, it is. Yeah, it is. The mega happy ending. Yeah. I mean, it's happening right now because we're watching the mega happy oh, ending. Oh, no, baby. It's happening. Whether you like it or not. I love you, Dream Woman. Played a great cover. I want to give you so much money. It makes no sense. Hell no. <laughs> oh man. Also, Russell's monologue here. <laughs> she doesn't even get a fucking name. <laughs> it's all for that joke. And I love you, man. <laughs> also, Rob Lowe stealing the whole stupid movie. So true. Then it just ends in like, hey, the party's over. 
<laughs> Do you guys have a good time with the party? Like the entire gag. Yeah, for sure. So Nick, who is your favorite character in Wayne's World? Is his name, but it was Michael Deloise. <laughs> I agree. Do I frighten you? No. Do you want me to? Also, I like that Makita's manager, Glenn, Ed O'Neill gets the and credit at the end. Ed O'Neill deserves it. I agree. I agree. There's a lot more stunt people than I thought. Ooh, uh, George Foster, Anthony Fock, and Mark Ferrari are crucial taunts. That's pretty dope. His name is Mark Ferrari. All right, all right. Also doing their Marvel ending. Art director was Bruce Miller. I heard he killed his wife. It might not be real. (laughs) Just hope you didn't think it sucked. So... Great champions of Chicago, Siskel and Ebert, right? Roger Ebert said when he, something along the lines of, when I went into this, I knew it was going to be stupid. I knew it was going to be crass. And it was. But I had no idea that it was going to be one of the smartest comedies I've ever seen. And then, in the weird, one of the great moments in Siskel and Ebert, if you can ever see this, because Ebert's just anticipating that Siskel's not going to like it, And Gene Siskel says it's the best comedy of the entire year and just like immediately gives the thumbs up. And Gene Siskel literally in his like top 10 of like from like the last 10 years list, like of comedies, Wayne's World was like number two. I don't know what number one was. I don't remember. (laughs) It was probably Babe Pig in the City. (laughs) He named best best movie of the year that year. But then everybody just assumed it had something to do with his brain tumor. Wayne's World, I mean, if you don't know, became a phenomenon. It became still to this day where there's sad Uber Eats commercials. Yes, but toys, T-shirts, amusement park rides (laughs) off of this, (laughs) off of this one movie. I don't know, Nick, any... uh, Final Wayne's World thoughts? Don't, for the love of God, watch the sequel. Ooh, I got, mm, that's, I don't, mm, I don't know. I disagree a little bit. There's some, I think there's some funny stuff, but you are right. It is nowhere near as good. No, it's. The scene where Chris Farley gets shot with a bunch of tennis balls. It's like 90 seconds of an entire movie, though. And then also. Had to wait for it. Still going in the credits. Continue to read. <laughs> Just. Cities of Aurora and Chicago, Illinois. Get it? They're Canadian. Anyway, well, not Garth. One's Canadian. <laughs> He's Californian. Well, team, I think that was the deal. I think we did our watch along. Any final thoughts there, uh, Headmaster? I love and I hate alcohol. 
I see. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts? Or are you just going to go into the finale? I mean, I could talk about Wayne's World for like hours, but you have 30 seconds. I still think it is one of those comedies that changes the whole game, changes truly the way that not just American audiences, but the entire film audience understands how comedy works, particularly at least in America, where you would have things like, I don't know, Doug Keeney and Animal House. And then after that, there could never again be in the same way a Peter Sellers comedy because you had created this different, more chaotic thing. And then after they made Wayne's World, it had to be slightly chaotic, slightly meta, slightly insane. Otherwise, American audiences wouldn't fully be on board with it. And I just think that it's more revolutionary than people give it credit for. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, it's funny. It is funny. And uh, it's still funny, even though it was made in 1992, and most things that were made in 1992 are not funny. Like Pearl Jam's Vitology. You see a comedy from 1992, another one, and you want me to see it and say that it's as funny as Wayne's World. I'll say Stay Tuned is as funny as it was in 1992. That's fair. But is it Wayne's World? We're not comparing Apples oh, and okay. Stay Tuned. Right. I'm saying it holds oh, up. Oh, sure. No, that it's, but I'm saying that this I don't is, know all of the comedies from Wayne's World. I meant to say all the comedies <laughs> from 1992, but I'm intoxicated. <laughs> We've been feeding you chemically induced drinks. I understand. You did position us at the beginning. You were like, this is two drinks. This is two drinks. <laughs> After this, I have to switch to just White Claw, and we did two shots since then, and I had these two White Claws, and I slammed another one in the kitchen whenever we thought I was in the bathroom. So that's all on you. That's fair. That is true. Well, everybody, that's been Blockbuster Film School on our first watch-along. Brian Tubbs, you have a good time? DJ Nick, you have a good time? Like three-quarters of it. Oh, fair enough. Well, I love all of you, and I will tell you this. It's party time. Excellent. We're Blockbuster Film School. You want to hit us up on Patreon? That would be lovely. Nicholas Sutter, Sleepy Menthol, runs an amazing Instagram for us. Hit us up. Super producer Brian Tapps, the entire crew here at the Blockbuster Film School Studios. That's all of us. You, me, Tapps. That's true. It's uh, breaking the fourth wall. All right. So, team, we will see you next week here at Blockbuster Film School.